0: This is the Derry Brothers Tribecast, a podcast for diehard Cleveland Indians fans, presented to you by WaitingForNextYear.com. Now, here are the hosts, Matt and Todd Derry.
1: Welcome folks to another Monday edition of the Dairy Brothers Tribecast. We call this edition the Wobb edition, the weekend of Bradley. <laughs> I
0: love it.
1: What the hell was that? The Indians take two out of three from the A's. Uh, Eric, the actor's A's. And, um, Todd, I, I don't even know where to start. What a, what a, first of all, the Indians were like uh, two outs away from uh, sweeping Oakland, who's a good team, really good team. I mean, uh, second wild card team right now. And, uh, you know, what are they, 11 games over 500? And yet the tribe goes into Oakland where they never win. First series win in seven years and takes two out of three from the A's. Uh, great pitching. And we got a lot on the docket today, but that was uh, that was a fun weekend.
0: Not only did they never win there, but the A's currently have two players who have spent the last, better part of the last decade destroying the Indians and in Elvis Andrews and Mitch Moreland. And Good point. In Fridays, yeah, and in Friday's opener, Moreland and Andrews got them pretty well. And we were like, Oh my God, again, like it, it came up, you know, when in, in the, in the ninth inning, when, when Classe, uh, blew the save, who got the leadoff hit to, uh, bring the t- the winning run to the plate, Alvis Andrews and Moreland had a, you know, he had a big night too. So the fact that they were able to take two of three and, and again, that's, you know, with starting Eli Morgan, who, Did a nice job on Friday, even though they lost Cal Quantrill. And, you know, Zach Plesack is good. But, you know, again, you went in there, you won with, you know, a series against a team that's been better than you and had your number for years without your two best pitchers and without Eddie Rosario. Uh, It's pretty good. I was very happy with the way they played this weekend.
1: Yeah, I mean, Friday's game certainly uh, was frustrating because, you know, they were up 7-6 to six going to the ninth. Class A came in, and it, it, it did not end well um, at all. But run prevention is the name of the game. I mean, you just have to stop the other team. And I know in Oakland it's a big ballpark. There's a lot of foul ground. You know, you really have to hit it, hit the ball hard in those alleys to get it out. Zimmer did that twice this weekend, the weekend of Bradley. I, I I'm still stunned. I mean, first pitch of yesterday's game, he crushes the ball over the fence. It's like, dude, maybe we need to send all of his friends and family all across the country to every game. Uh, same, same goes for Daniel Johnson, who had, who's from uh, Northern California, who had tons of fan, friends and family, and he's hitting the ball uh, over the fence yesterday to give us a 3-2 lead. I mean, this was just a bizarre weekend because you never think in a million years they'd take two or three from Oakland, and it was Zimmer and Johnson as sort of the damage, uh, damage dudes on Sunday, but um, good sign. And and again, run prevention. I mean, that the bullpen did their job for the most part over the weekend. The starters, like you said, kept them in the game, all three of them. And uh, now they got to go to Houston, where you know the Astros just got their clocks cleaned by the White Sox, so they'll be a little bit angry. But uh, that's not an easy place to win either. But at least you start this least least you start this trip. With uh, with a with a you know with two out of three in Oakland, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, and you know you, you look at yesterday, and the first run that was given up was basically because Ernie Clement couldn't turn an easy double play. He would say Hernandez getting a day off. Ernie played second, and he made that wild throw. And then the other run was a solo homer that Polisac gave up, uh, and he knew it. But it, he basically had made one bad pitch. I mean, Polisac threw eighty seven pitches yesterday. Uh, only gave up for the four hits. His strikeout numbers were not high. He only struck out three, but the fact that you got him up to 87 pitches in six innings, you know, he's building himself back into the form that they need. And it's, it feels like, listen, they went through that tough stretch, you know, when they were, they, they had lost nine in a row in 11 and 12, but it kind of, it kind of seems like they're, they had weathered the first part of the storm. Now we have, the schedule coming up that's going to be tough. And like you said, they're going to Houston uh, this week. Um, uh, And that's going to be obviously a really tough place to play. The last time the Indians played the Astros, they were completely dominated. And Houston was also coming off being swept by Baltimore that time. And now they're coming off of this tough weekend against the White Sox. So it's it's going to be interesting to say the least. But I'll say this. You win a game on Sunday where – J Ram goes over five. Franville Reyes goes over three, uh, and, and 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 drove in zero. The, your runs were driven in by two guys: Bradley Zimmer and Daniel Johnson. And you won. Pretty impressive stuff. I, I, I gotta say.
1: We're brought to you by the Center for Advanced Dentistry, of course, uh, CFAD.net, Dr. Ben Hornstein, Dr. Sean Slessel, and also our friends at BreakingT.com. Um, best uh, uh, sports t shirts, especially for all the Cleveland fans. Go to BreakingT.com slash dairy. Uh, you can hear us on waitingfornextyear.com and all the platforms. Look, I-, I mean, they're three and a half back of the wild card, they're eight back of the White Sox. Uh, we're going to hear a lot of buying or selling talk over the next two weeks here before the trade deadline at the end of July. And I get those, Todd, those conversations. But I like how the team, at least this weekend, coming out of the break, played. Like we said, I mean, they were three outs away from a sweep on Friday, actually hit the ball pretty well against their bullpen and even got some runs off a lefty in Minaya. And we're going to see plenty of lefties when the Rays come to town this week when we get you the pitching matchups. But um you know, somehow they found a way. I mean, that that was it. Saturday was it the five three a five two three double play they turned with the bases loaded and Quantra was going nuts. Like they're making awesome. some they were making some plays and getting and delivering some two out hits over the weekend that we haven't seen like all season. That was actually semi cool to see.
0: Yeah, um, I, I guess we should have a conversation about Bradley Zimmer. Um, I think this is now three weeks in a row that we're talking about him. Because you and I both are not fans of Bradley Zimmer, right or wrong, <clears throat> he's twenty eight years old. Right, I th- he can't stay healthy. He's shown little to no power. Which, you know, when he came up, the whole thing about him was speed and power, and that he he was going to be, you know, twenty twenty five homer guy. And, and you know, when he came up in twenty seventeen, and he kind of took the league by storm a little bit, and he was playing great center fielding. Hitting the ball all over the place, and yeah, he was striking out, but he was he was doing a great job. And then he got hurt, and I think it was it was slide Correct me if I'm wrong. Sliding into first base, I think he tore ligaments in his thumb. It was like towards the end. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was to, it was it was it was either towards the end of July or in August that he he was not uh, uh, able to play the field uh, when the playoffs came around. So Austin Jackson was your regular center fielder at that point, but. You know, then he figured in 2018 he'd come back uh, healthy and be good. But again, struggled in the spring, didn't play well, got hurt, didn't see him again. Essentially, all of the rest of 2018, the majority of 2019, and in 2020 he basically had like you know the, in the 60 game season he had a cameo. But at, at the, you know it was it was the big thing was when he came back after one of the injuries. I, I don't remember if it was the thumb. Or uh, the other injury, the, the the Indians wanted him to play winter ball, and he refused. He said no. Yeah, yeah. He said no, and I think that that knocked him down in the pecking order quite a bit. And obviously, the fact that he can't stay healthy, but this weekend was like almost like a coming out party. He
1: was party. Uh, uh, he, he was he was he was hotter than uh, the executive producers clams? the executive producers camera role. <laughs> you know, oh my lord <laughs> yeah
0: yeah but but oh my god that's very good um, but but he started all three games which i thought was very nice for him you know he went to the university of san francisco had a, had family and friends in in the stadium and friday night was two for three with a run scored and and an rbi uh and then sunday I mean, out of absolutely nowhere. He's leading off because Cesar Hernandez is uh, the day off. Swings at the first pitch of the game, crushes it for a homer, and has two other RBI hits.
1: Like clutch two out RBI RBI. hits. Right, right.
0: Yeah. Both in the fifth and the ninth inning, one scored Daniel Johnson, one scored Oscar Mercado. Three of them seem to be... You know, I think at this point you got to say the three of them are kind of joined at the hip, and it's kind of like a survival of the fittest with those three. Who's going to come out ahead? Because, and, and we can talk about what they're going to do when Eddie Rosario does come back. Um,
1: I'll tell you what they're going to do: they're going to trade him. Trade
0: Eddie Rosario. And yeah. I, 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 to me, that.
1: there's there's no point in. And, and I'm an Eddie fan. I know he's been a disappointment, but he's on a one year deal, and some teams got to want some type of outfielder that could get hot. That has experience. That's in his high twenties. That won't cost that much. What uh, by by now it's he, he'd cost what about three and a half million for the remainder of the year? Maybe the Indians yeah, write it write yeah. a small check. I don't know, but you you have to get something for him. Why not?
0: I mean, pl- basically the outfield situation. I'm not going to say it's muddled because that would you know, it, that's kind of obvious. It's
1: been it's been muddled got, for it's been muddled for ten years.
0: Well, well right. Well, that's my point, but. You also got Harold Ramirez there in that mix. So I, I listen, if Eddie Rosario most of the year was old Eddie Rosario tearing the cover off the ball, you know, I don't think this would be an issue. And I also think that they would be in a better wild card position and maybe you hang on to him. But Eddie's not more than replacement level at this point. And I think that if this season is designed to they cut the payroll they want to see what the kids can do, then you really have to find out what, what Daniel Johnson can do as an everyday player or a regular, what Oscar and Bradley Zimmer can give you. I think they're getting a good look at Zimmer. Listen, take away this weekend. And I don't think that you and I, I I don't even think that Zimmer's a conversation. I wanted him out. I wanted to DFA by now. He happened to have a great weekend. And I think that kind of gave him a little stay here, but, but, uh, Oscar had a nice week last week. It seems like Zimmer had a nice week this weekend. Daniel Johnson seems like he's starting to get more comfortable and relaxed at the plate. And he said that to Andre Knott after the game yesterday. Had the big homer.
1: He didn't exactly light up the interview, though. (laughs) No, no. It was like two words. It was was like, uh, Daniel, how are you feeling? Great. Okay. Uh, You know, like. (laughs) He
0: did us some answers. Not much
1: of a talker, but that's okay. but,
0: But. Two two hits yesterday. Made a diving catch in right field that saved a run, might I add. Uh, and and I just think you got to keep putting him out there. Well, Todd, He's Todd, hold on. Five hold, days a week.
1: Can you can you believe the defense this kid plays? We've been watching outfield defense all year. Not Zimmer, but but to actually to an extent, he hasn't been great either. But he at least he runs balls down. But my goodness, even on the play Eddie yesterday, yeah. you know, a, 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 like if there's a if it's a if it's a one out and a runner at second and someone hits a line drive to left field, I know Eddie Rosario is not throwing the guy out. If a ball like, is have
0: hit, we thrown anybody out all season on, on a single? <laughs> like, <that. laughs>
1: I mean, right? I mean, like our corner outfield defense and to an extent center field when it was Ahmed Rosario and who knows Harold. Who, and, and, and Harold Ramirez Harold. and Ben yeah. Gamble and whoever they were throwing out there was so bad. Yesterday to watch Daniel Johnson, an actual corner outfielder, and throw Luplo in there too. Not a great defender, but not terrible. But Daniel Johnson making a diving catch. Uh, Lowry hits the ball off the wall. Johnson off off one hop, fields it, which we rarely see with the Indians, and then cleanly throws it in with a nice hose. He's got a nice arm. And holds him to a single. I'm like, wait, was that an Indians outfielder that just made a really nice play and nice throw at the same time? Like, our Marcus outfield defense is so bad that, like, it's refreshing to watch Johnson play because he's got a, he's got a gun for an arm, and he, and he can run balls down and, and seems to know what he's doing. I mean, Harold Ramirez, he, the other night, on Friday night, with the balls off the wall, I mean, clueless, clueless on, on, on caroms literally.
0: and— i was oh. literally just gonna say, watching Harold play balls off the wall. It, it's it's like he, he it's like he's never taken one. He he doesn't he doesn't know his positioning. It's it's like he goes back there like he's going to make the catch, and then he realizes the second the ball hits the wall that. Oh, my God, I really had no chance at this. Zimmer made a horrible play yesterday, too. But ended up turning out to...
1: Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got
0: lucky. Well, we the ball
1: hits off his one. glove. Then he misses the cutoff, man, completely. It bounces away three different times. And then Laureano's like, oh, shit, I'll go to third. And then Jose yeah. somehow got him, but that that was a miracle that we even got that out. That was a lucky play because the next guy, it's a home run. So like,
0: very lucky, very yeah, thing. But again, it's even if you
1: misplay the ball, which Zimmer did to an extent, at least hit the cutoff man. God, we can we never hit cutoff man. Naylor, same thing. How many missed cutoff men did Naylor do at the beginning of the year? So like,
0: okay, so let's okay, so here let, think about the amount of outfielders we just discussed. That have all played regularly this year. So you've had Harold Ramirez, Eddie Rosario, Josh Naylor, Jordan Luplo, Daniel Johnson, Bradley Zimmer, Oscar Mercado, Ahmed Rosario. That's 8 Outfielders. Ben
1: Gamble makes nine.
0: Ga- well, well, but he wasn't here that long. No, right. but, it, but it counts. In the mix, it counts. You want to throw Gamble in the mix, that's nine. And even Ernie Clementis played left field a couple times. That's so.
1: ten. Keep going. Do you
0: know what this reminds me of? <laughs> this reminds me of the old when you have two quarterbacks and you can't figure out who's the starter. When you have two quarterbacks, it really means you have none. This
1: is like the Cavs' uh, three man or uh, power forward was, uh, because they wouldn't start. they wouldn't start Hot Rod. Is it going to be Chucky Brown? Is it going to be Henry James?
0: No, Mike three, Mike Sanders. It was Mike Sanders, Winston Bennett, and Chucky Brown. Oh, Winnie, Winnie the Pooh, baby, went to Kentucky. Winston Bennett. Those were the three guys. Remember, they they couldn't settle on a starter, and like they'd start Chucky Brown, and he played like five minutes for the entire game. Lenny didn't know. Lenny wanted to bring Hot Rod off the bench. You can't blame him. Come on,
1: you know him, don't you?
0: May oh. he rest in peace, Hot Rod Williams. One of my probably top 3 all-time favorite calves
1: that's a 17 foot jumper from the right baseline it was always money
0: oh man remember when he signed with uh signed the offer sheet dad used to love when he said when he signed the, the offer sheet with to, Miami. Contract to yes. the yeah he became like the second highest played play player in the nba or whatever it was and he said dad dad loved it cuz he said all i know is i am a heat
1: <laughs> that's correct that's good it's a good bit that's uh, that's good yeah. stuff. We could go all day on old Richfield God, Col- Richfield Coliseum oh, memories. Fabulous, this is back when the Calves were the real Calves.
0: Yeah, when, when we when we actually care. Do you remember Solo pizzas, Steve? Come on, could break down a good Solo pizza conversation?
1: The best, the original. I mean, you know, oh, now man. anybody can get it. You know, yeah, that came before personal pan pizzas. Come on now. Oh and, man, good times. You had
0: the old stadium, the pizza boats from Pizza Hut with with our girl the uh the vendor who used to you want to do, you
1: want to do it or should i do it <laughs> pizza pizza, pizza. <laughs> over and over again the same way Whatever happened oh. to the uh the african american dude the burr, 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 burr. what happened to that
0: guy cuz he uh, went from
1: the old stadium to the new stadium he had the glasses it's all, it's
0: all new it's he all, had all yeah the big coke bottle glasses yeah. yeah he was he was at he was at uh progressive field for a long time a little
1: while yeah I mean, you could even hear them sometimes on the radio, like in the background, like you could, well, the, like you you pick them up, like on Hammy's mic, if you're driving well, around. They,
0: they just started back with like they just started back with vendors, like probably this month, and even there, there's really just not a lot of them. You know, it's it's. I, listen, I, I never bought from the vendors, anyways. I always would get up to get food, but uh, you know, because who carries cash, especially now? I never have any cash on me, as you know.
1: Yeah, they need to start yeah.
0: taking Venmo up in there. All right, we're 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 off the rails here.
1: I got a hair I got a haircut the other day, and I used Venmo. How about that?
0: Your hair's very short, my dad. Oh, here we they go. scalped you. <laughs> yeah, that, I just I
1: it's the summer haircut. I just I needed. I I'd had enough. It was getting too. Uh...
0: Know, I'm just busting balls.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the summer of D's. I was out in a boat yesterday watching the game on my phone. No one can hide it from people that they they don't even know I'm watching, but I'm watching.
0: It's so for the listeners, it's so impressive because Matt texts me a picture that he's out on this boat and whatever. And meanwhile, we have our usual text with the executive producer going on about the game. And Matt is literally on top of it the exact same time like when these things go down, like and I'm watching the game live on television. So that's real dedication, folks. That's, oh, yeah. that's, that's podcast host legendary stuff. Can't right
1: miss there. it. Can't miss it. And the folks that were with me, they had no idea. I mean, I could just, you know, you could sit on this chair on the boat. You got, you know, you drink in your hand, and then you just you rest your phone up against like your, Had I kind of like had my shorts on. I kind of had my, you know, just resting it on my thigh, and there it was. You know, you, no one even could tell. But I'm I'm on was top of the that better
0: than... Was that better than me watching the KU tournament game at Jason's Bar Mitzvah <laughs> in, in Temple? <laughs>
1: oh, that's funny. That's good stuff. But, hey, I mean, look, the, you know, you mentioned this outfield situation. Now we're going to find out, like this week, all right, they're playing, uh, you know, Tampa and Houston. Uh, so it's not getting any easier. So, like, going to Houston, can Daniel Johnson continue this? Can he continue to hit? Can Zimmer continue to hit and and make contact? Because Zimmer strikes out a lot. Um, you know, the, the the pitching. I mean, we're going to, you know, McKenzie's going to pitch on Tuesday. Morgan's going to pitch. So, you know, was this just a fluky one-time thing? Like, you know, Tristan start before the All-Star break, or is he going to come back and pitch well? And You know, Zimmer, Johnson, Mercado, I mean, you know, Someone put up a stat the other day, and I don't remember what it was, and maybe you saw it, Todd, but this team really does play very well under Tito after All-Star breaks, and the record proves it out. I don't have it in front of me, but now are we going to go on a run? Are we going to play well? I mean, are we going to, you know, Houston and Tampa coming up? I mean, not going to be easy seven days here, but nope. can, can we hang and, and be in this thing and somehow sneak in as a wild card at the end of the year? I mean, there's some good teams ahead of us. Uh, You know, as as the Indians are three and a half back of the wild card and eight back of the White Sox, who are clearly superior, but, you know, the rules state you got to take two wild card teams. Why can't the Indians be one of them and yet still sort of be in this thread the needle season and hopefully get Bieber and Savali back one of these days and... And uh, and I'm I just I'm excited about the way they played. I, I know we eke out every game. We never win seven nothing or ten to two. It's always a nail biter. It always seems. I mean, Brian Shaw closed the game out yesterday. Whit well, w- w- Whitgren, Mayton, and Shaw. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, I do want to talk about the the bullpen, but uh, you know, to, to your point, this is this is going to be a a, a huge two week stretch because you have to basically make your mind up of. Are we going to, you know, well? It also depends on Eddie Rosario's health. I don't think he's healthy, which means it's not like easy to trade him. And the Indians are not in the hey, let's just cut him and play the kids. They're they're not going to just do that with Eddie. So if you can get anything for Eddie, which I don't think you'll get anything, I personally think that if you can, you know, if, if you're close enough, and Daniel Johnson and 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 Mercado and, and Zimmer are giving you. You know essentially the same production why wouldn't you play the kids and see what you got because Eddie Rosario is not a member not a future member of this team he's just not so I I think that that's the guy that you want to deal the other interesting guy is Cesar Hernandez who his defense has fallen off the table this year his power numbers are in terms of home run hitting I I think he's now has the same amount of home runs as his uh uh, career high and and we're we're sitting here in the middle of July do you you know I think it would be easier to trade Cesar if Owen Miller was ready or Owen Miller was showing that he was ready to take over the other issue is Andres Jimenez who the Indians got along with uh, Ahmed Rosario in the uh un- the redacted X shortstop trade he's been hurt in AAA, and he missed Did he play on Sunday? I didn't see. He had missed nine straight games.
1: No, he he didn't. He didn't play.
0: Okay. So he's missed 10 games in a row. He had been hitting the ball pretty well down in AAA. And I think that there was a spot where you could, you could say to yourself, Hey, uh, you know, we can trade Cesar Hernandez and let's see, you know, let's, let's leave him at it's at short, uh, Jimenez had been playing some second base. You know they're rotating these guys all the way around in AAA. They're, you know, same with Gabriel Arias and and Owen Miller. Maybe you give Jimenez a, another shot. Maybe play him at second base for a little bit since he's been playing down there. But if Owen Miller, to the point, if Owen Miller was the Owen Miller that we saw at the beginning of the year, then it would be an easy move, and you just say, let's just transition Owen into second base, and they'll trade Cesar. I, listen, I I'm a Cesar Hernandez fan, yeah. but if you're thinking long term, are you going to really pick up his option next year? Uh, no, I mean I, I, the top option I doubt is it. what six six million bucks? Is that right? Six or seven? Oh,
1: S- gosh, like I don't that, right? I don't. will look it up. I, I don't know the exact number, I, but I, it, it's in that vicinity. It's
0: I think it's six or seven, and it's not that bad. But the point was he was going to be a stopgap, and and the second base job would eventually become.
1: You can't play yeah, right, you can't North. you can't play all kids. You've got to have some veterans. If you wanna if right. you wanna field a competitive team, and even if you're in a rebuild or or you're a team like the unnamed team or Pittsburgh, you gotta have a few veterans because you you just you can't go through a long season with all kids. So to have an Eddie Rosario, to have a Cesar Hernandez, Jose, and a few veterans, Roberto, that's how you do it. And uh so I like the fact that they brought Hernandez back and you're right. His defense has gone way down, um, but he delivers a clutch hit here or there, and here and there. And yeah. he's, he's a pro switch hitter. And, and but yeah, again, if there's a team that wants him, of course you have to you have to look to push him and, yeah. and to pedal him. But you're right. Who who comes in and plays second? I mean, I've been on the move of Med Rosario out of shortstop uh, bandwagon, and, and I've been driving that boat all year because I just don't think he's very good. Got to be honest. On Saturday, he made a heck of a play to end the game. Uh, Absolutely, and that was a really good play. <laughs> so, like, but, and the, think, the, when Andrews hit that ball in the hole, I'm like, "Mother, I'm like, there's no, there's just no way, there's no way he's going to field it on the backhand side and throw across this body to get the speedy Andrews." And he did it. I was, it was actually a really nice play. So but I also um,
0: think at this point with Ahmed, like you've made the decision that he's going to play short. You just got to leave him there and let him play the rest of the way. Like the, the the it seems like they've now decided, okay, we're going to let Zimmer or Mercado, or I haven't seen Daniel Johnson play center yet, but, you know, the, we're going to see what we have in them, and this is the year to do that. And Jimenez being hurt and Owen Miller not hitting have basically kind of made sure that Ahmed is going to play short. So I don't think now, with essentially two months left in the season, you're just going to say, screw it and put Ahmed back out there. You're certainly not going to move him to second base if you trade Hernandez. So. Uh, you know, I don't know. And, and to your point, Cesar's a solid veteran presence. He's been good. Like, I like him. I don't, you know, if I, I don't necessarily say we have to move him by any means. But, you know, if, if, if things go bad in this next, you know, stretch of games, especially if they go into Houston and get swept and then Tampa comes here and cleans our clocks, then you start thinking, all right, maybe it's just it's time to move on and just – Right, find out card Right, card find
1: card. out what you have, bring Owen Miller up or whomever. Yep. And find out what you have. I mean, I don't think Gabriel Arias is a second baseman. I think he's more of a shortstop or third yes. baseman. He's been very consistent with the bat at Columbus, um, and I think he's going to be a future – I don't know if he's going to be a future star, but I think he's going to be really good. So, you know, I don't know if he's the next guy to get a chance. I mean, Owen Miller got a chance, and it was a small sample size, but it was not pretty. And so now it's you're right. It's like, is that the guy you bring back up if you trade Caesar? But um, I don't think people are going to be up in arms if Caesar Hernandez gets traded at the deadline.
0: No, no. And you're not going to get that much for for him. But it's the, the the point is, this is an important stretch to basically decide which way your roster, in terms of some of those position players, is going to shake out because. If you fall off the table, you you would probably be looking at training a few of these guys, and and I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, and and I'll, we'll talk about the bullpen in a second after we uh, do the live reads, but I don't think Brian Shaw, Brian Shaw just on a one year deal, you know. I mean, correct? Maybe maybe you trade Brian Shaw if they fall off the table here, and 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 you know send him to a contender he's going to be a free agent in the off season anyway. So it's not, you know, you could yeah, come, yeah, He could come.
1: you could trade him well, and bring him back right back.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So maybe that's something they look into doing. I, I, I don't know. I, I haven't heard his name really talked about, but you know, he's, he's been good enough. So, but I, I do, before we get into the bullpen and how things are slotted and the pecking order and all that stuff, the, I do want to slot. How is the slot? By the way, uh, I, I, I just want to say that, uh, My lovely and talented and beautiful wife is going in this week for an appointment with the one and only Dr. Ben Hornstein and his partner, Dr. Sean Schlitzel at the Center for Advanced Dentistry. She's she's coming around for her six-month teeth cleaning. But if you need just a six-month teeth cleaning, they got you covered over there at the uh, Center for Advanced Dentistry. If you have a – uh, uh, smile reconstruction that you're looking for. If you need any sort of dental work, please check them out at cfad.net or call them at 216-595-1710. They're located in Beachwood, right off of the uh, uh, Chagrin Boulevard exit, right there uh, on Orange Place, Suite 180 by the way. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 That's important. And they do everything they do everything with a smile on their face because they want your smile to be as good as it can be as well. So please hook up my man, Dr. Ben and my man, Dr. Sean. I mean, Dr. Ben is America's greatest dentist after all. You can't miss out on that. So again, check them out at CFAD.net or call them at 216-595-1710.
1: Uh, BreakingTea.com slash dairy the best T-shirts uh, in the business. Folks, if you're looking for a cool Tribe shirt, and look, I know some of you are saying, you know, I'm a little bit hesitant to get any Chief Wahoo stuff, and I know we're changing the name and everything else, then, then, then don't even need to have that conversation. You need to go to BreakingTea.com slash Derry, D-E-R-Y, and see the Cleveland collection with all of the stuff on there, including the brand-new Bobby Bradley Bobby Bombs t shirt all right, uh, Todd Derry pushed for this shirt, and uh, and Jamie and the crew at Breaking Tea, they made it happen. Uh, for the the Franamil shirt, any of the, Jose, the, any of the Jose Ramirez ones, the uh, Bieber fever, whatever whoever your favorite player is, they've got it. Heck, they got a loop there It is shirt. Come on. Hop on board. The shirts are cool. You go to BreakingTea.com slash Derry. It takes you right to the Cleveland collection. You want Browns gear, Cavs, whatever you want. It is there for you at BreakingTea.com. So uh, check their stuff out. They're the best, and we appreciate them uh, for supporting us here at the Dairy Brothers Tribecast. Uh, Todd, you mentioned before about when you get to the pitching matchups in a second uh, three with Houston starting tonight. I love a Monday night game. And then uh, four with the Rays uh, at uh, uh, Progressive Field. Regressive. Remember when, the, remember when people used to call it regressive field when they were trying to be funny?
0: Uh, I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Uh I will be
1: What about there Dolan's Chiefs? That's
0: uh-huh, I think a good bit. Uh I will be there Thursday and Sunday. Which will be nice. Uh I like it I like a good uh Although we're back to 710, I forgot. I was to say I like a good 610 start, but I forgot. We're 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 back to the 710s. Um I want to talk about the bullpen real quick. We'll talk about the Orioles Oral
1: actually. Uh, yeah, please. Um,
0: um the bullpen it's very interesting. You know, Tito has known to ride his bullpen guys to the brink of their arms <laughs>
1: Yeah, Just, just but ask I, uh, Cody Allen, Andrew Miller. I mean, Brian Shaw. That's right,
0: and Brian Shaw. Yeah. Uh, so Friday, Eli Morgan gave the Indians five good innings, kept them in the game, uh, and then in the sixth, it was it was very interesting. So, you know, after five, the Tribe was uh, trailing two to one. So it's it's still a close game. So you want to use so in the sixth inning, um, Tito went to Phil Maton, who basically had be, be, been for the most part of the first half coming in when these when our starters when were, were pitching three innings. You right. know?
1: He was my he was mop up to to an extent.
0: Yeah, I, I wouldn't even call him mop up. I would call him more like uh, save the pen in the middle early parts of the game kind of guy. Not not down ten to one he comes in. Uh, so he was, and so the more you see Phil Maton, we really liked him last year. And all spring, you and I and others were under the impression that Phil was kind of be very high up in, in in the pecking order. This was before we all knew that Brian Shaw was going to reinvent himself. So Maton pitched a, a sixth, and then in the seventh, it was Shaw who ended up, you know, loading the bases before striking out the side. Karen Czech in the eighth and class in the ninth. Now Klase blew the save in and you know in the loss. Uh, the next day, Saturday, so again another close game because all the Indians do is play close games.
1: <laughs> Amen. You,
0: you had another starter go five in Quantrill. Sixth inning was Nick Sandlin, who to me,
1: love me, love, love love me to some Sandman.
0: Love him. I think the the the. Arm slot that he throws from second. How's the slot? Uh, the arm slot that he throws from. Uh Just the the different look he's giving you compared to, you know, Class A check who's throwing so hard, and Shaw now who's thro- you know with, with his cutter, lo- uh, lo- love Sandlin. Sandlin pitched the seventh. Shaw pitched the eighth. Cla- or, I'm sorry. Sandlin pitched the sixth. Shaw pitched the seventh. Class A the eighth and Karinczak the ninth. And 90- ninety nine was a little. Made me a little nuts there on Saturday, you know. Oh, yeah, a <laughs> little. Up the two hits and and the walk and and, and the the,
1: the, the, the come the comeback, the comeback the no. comeback yeah the come our 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 our, our pitchers fielding raw right. relief raw relief pitchers Reliefers. cannot field <laughs> it's just like if there's a comeback, it's like oh forget it just forget it especially Klasa but even Karen even Karen check. check like just put your glove down and oh gosh yeah.
0: Yeah, those two cannot feel the position. They're hell. They're, they're great pitchers, but they cannot feel. So, so that was. They ended up closing out that game, winning three to two, and then yesterday, Sunday, again, the Indians have a a, a starter who went six this time in sack, which was great. It's like a miracle. And then I had no idea how he was going to piece this together. Right, because
1: James and, and and Manny could not pitch uh, again. And
0: Right, they, you you figured that all three of those guys, Shaw included, you're not gonna, you know, you, you probably would try to stay away from him if you could. Whitgren was the best outing he had. That's the, best, that's, he the best out he's
1: that's the best. he's looked. since 2019.
0: Oh, he threw 13 pitches and and uh, struck out two of the three guys he faced, which was great. In a one two three seventh, he went back to Mayton, who struck two of the three guys out that he faced. In a one two three eighth, and then I'm, I was thinking that he, Sandlin would be the guy because Sandlin pitched you know the day before, but it hadn't. You know, it's not like he threw thirty five pitches or something. But he went back to Shaw for a third consecutive day. And, and when you texted <laughs> me it's Shaw, I'm like, oh come on, it, yeah baby. Really? And, and he course,
1: loves him. He loves him. That's why they might does. not. They might not trade him just because Tito would say I- I'm going to miss him for August and September. What am I going to do without my number twenty seven?
0: Uh, and, and it was a ten pitch inning, one through three, ten pitch inning. <laughs> I know, I know. Shows you what I know. But to me, first of all, you look at this pen, and and you say to yourself, "All right, you got the two guys who are sharing the closers' role, ninety nine and Class A, who are who are both great. Shaw's been a complete revelation. Is three. Maton is starting to really come on. Uncle, and um, I mean,
1: un- Uncle Phil's curveball when he he just has to throw it more. Well, it was one, one at bat on Saturday, or maybe it was Friday. I don't even remember. And it's like, maybe it was Saturday. Throw your curveball, dude. They, they're not touching it. He hung some slider. I'm like, what are you doing? You know, because yeah. there's something there with him. I agree.
0: Absolutely. He's got a – he's really got a live arm. Every time he throws one of those spinners, I think of, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yeah, but, but – and so you throw – the, the fact that you essentially have those five guys out there, and then you also have Whitgren as your, you know, essentially your sixth guy. I mean, they, they, they
1: have... Is Trevor Steffen on, so on the team? Is Trevor Steffen on the team? Didn't
0: even mention him. Didn't pitch this weekend. They didn't need him. You know, he's yeah. been mostly mop up too. Yeah, they didn't need him. Uh, they're just. I think DJ Johnson is still on the roster. Currently, is he? I think. Yes, I they think I think, rid of him. I think. I well, think you're right. He is. He's got to come. Someone's got to go when Mejia comes up, and I would assume it would be him.
1: Well, and we also have to have somebody on standby for tonight because Mejia is Wait,
0: is Mackenzie off the roster or is he on the roster? Because they, uh, you know, they they maneuvered things around.
1: I think he's still on the ro- roster. I think he's still on the roster. Okay, I think.
0: I think. He, I think he is too. I'll, I'll, ch- I'll
1: check. But tonight could be I, tonight could be ugly. I hope not. I hope Mejia turns it around. But. Um, you have it's, to. Have, he, yeah, you're gonna have yeah. to have Stefan so, on standby tonight.
0: Well, that's probably why they didn't use him yesterday uh, in in that any of those spots because he's been pretty good too, Stefan. I mean, for for the role that he has played. And yeah. Also, let's. He's a
1: Rule Five it. guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and but let's not forget the the, the fact that they uh, had you know Cal Quantrill was was in the pen at the beginning of the year and was really. Handled his role very well, and now he's obviously in the rotation. But uh, you know, I, I'm I'm a fan of 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 this bullpen and how they. It's just it's too bad that they. You know, I, just if they could somehow manage to get to October, just to, and get those top three starters healthy with that bullpen, I'd still like my chances. Just because pitching is the pitching would be so good i just i don't know if it's if it's if I know. That's realistic
1: i know <laughs> i know it's been a bizarre season to say the least and uh
0: oh by the way i forgot about another guy who who, who we didn't see three relievers this weekend mckenzie's currently on the on the 26 man roster we did not see D.J. johnson Blake Parker or Justin. Garza. Oh, Balake.
1: Oh, Justin Garza.
0: Wait, I forgot he was I, even on the team. Yeah. With three guys, so basically, oh three my guys gosh, unused this weekend.
1: Well, four. So wait, you said Stefan is one.
0: Ste- oh, right, Stefan, Garza, DJ Johnson, and Blake Parker. All four didn't
1: pitch. I, I forgot they're even on the team. That's nuts. That's crazy. Yeah, Tito yes, Tito so- rode Tito rode the horses, man. This weekend, that's for sure.
0: Well, he wanted to win, and I like it. So one of those guys is obviously going to go uh, for Mejia yeah. today.
1: Yep. Yeah. All right. Before the pitching matchups, when we wrap up, can we talk about Friday night and the call of the home run by Jed Lowry to put the A's uh, in the winner's circle against the Indians?
0: Look okay, before you before you 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 <laughs> shit all over it. I'm not. I I state you and I were both up texting throughout. It's, the I game started
1: fading. at 9.40, 9.40 yes. Eastern, yeah.
0: I, I I was fading. I had several glasses of tequila throughout the evening. Oh, there you I go. I was fading in, like, the eighth, and I made it through the top of the ninth, and I pulled the Bob Derry, may he rest in peace, all-timer move, which our father, his, his go-to move at Browns games, Mostly, but sometimes at Indians games was you don't want to be here when we blow it, so I thought to myself, i'm going to, I can't stay up. why am I if I go to bed and we win great, if I go to bed, and we blow it, I didn't see it, so I go to bed at the top of the ninth, I wake up to ten texts from you. now you can go,
1: yeah, I think i I don't remember what I said, but uh. <laughs> You know, it just, here's the thing. All right. I interned for Matt Underwood in the summer of uh, 93, 92 at Channel 5. And I know Matt. He's, he's a nice guy. Okay. This is and not he's a. He's
0: a lovely man. This is
1: and, not a personal I mean, attack.
0: No, he's a. Lo- Everybody loves him personally, for sure. Like, I, my friends who went to fantasy camp said he was the coolest. And he was so nice and so friendly. He's a good
1: dude, but like yes. you know, he's been calling the Indians on TV. I don't know how many years—fifteen, 20 Has it been how, how long has he been? And he was on the radio well, forever. He's That's part been of the radio, part of
0: the broadcast, probably since the beginning. And he's been with the team since the nineties, one way or another. Right, right. But yeah. the other
1: night. When Jed Lowry hits a fly ball. And I also can take this into consideration that these guys that aren't traveling, these regional sports networks that aren't traveling their TV crews, it's embarrassing. All right. If the teams are at the vaccination rates, if the broadcasters are vaccinated, you know, Hammy and Rosie are now on the road. Uh, Underwood, Manning, and Dre should also be on the road. Okay. It's very difficult for these guys to call fly balls and everything else from a monitor back home. So I get that Jed Lowry swings off of class a in the ninth inning the other night. And, and Underwood's like, uh Oh, you know, fly ball deep to right. And he says tied. And he goes, Oh no, no, it's over. And it's like, come on, man. You got to know there's a runner on base and you got to know we're only up one. Like that's a walk off home run tied. That's a, that's bad. That's a bad job. That's bad. So I pointed it out on Twitter and just said, as an MLB announcer, how do you not know what the score is? That's just a bad. Look. And there are little things sometimes that that he screws up. And I know it's hard on the road to call from a monitor, so I'm trying to give the benefit of the doubt on that, especially judging fly balls. Fly
0: balls, yeah, I agree with that. It's hard you know? to judge fly balls, I'm, I'm, and, especially off the bat, and you you know you you don't have the luxury of looking. I have taught both of my children to watch the outfielders when a ball goes off the bat. Don't watch the ball. Always watch the outfielders. They'll be the ones to tell you whether that ball is going to be out of here or not. That's, that's been my move forever. And it's, you can't do that when you're watching a game from a monitor and calling it. So I do think that, listen, you, you, we, we've talked about this many, many times on and off of this podcast, but it's a tough situation for him. Is he, is, you know, what are you gonna do?
1: Hey. Right, but in that instance, you got to know the score. Yes. Time, time and I, score. You know, I mean that score. I agree. Uh, I agree. That was that, that, that. was bad. Yeah, That oh, was bad.
0: I'm, I'm not excusing that at all. Right. That was bad.
1: Yeah, but uh, look,
0: I'll give him a pass for some of the other stuff.
1: <laughs> when the three of them start doing uh, like late '70s references and you are yucking it up, like
0: <laughs> come on. <laughs>
1: Well, it was dire straits you like there.
0: Bit? You like that Devo bit? <laughs> yeah, true.
1: I did hear that. Yeah, actually, I had it. I had it muted yesterday, but um, <laughs> but I was on a boat. Wow. I wasn't really listening. I had I had I had a screen. Uh, I had a, a video only. You know, uh, when you're hanging with other people. But yeah, that, that Friday night, that was bad. It's a bad call. It's a bad job. We
0: gotta get we gotta get you hidden earpieces so nobody can see your ears. I have so I... I
1: have uh, uh, AirPods now, but.
0: Yeah, but no, but the AirPods are... are They're you know, white. I mean, yeah. See, I, yes.
1: That'd be so dicky to be sitting on a boat with friends and be like, what are you, you know, having my earbuds in or AirPods in? But, uh, all right, pitching matchups for the week. You ready? I'm ready. Tonight, this is going to be daunting. I don't know what Vegas has to say about this game tonight. J.C. Okay, J. Mejia against Zach Granke. Ay, ay, ay.
0: Okay, like you said, that could be ugly. But, hey... You know, that's uh that's why you got those three pitchers, those four pitchers who didn't pitch all weekend. The the oh my god. You know what the uh odds are? The Astros are minus two twenty five. Oof. Like tonight, for example, for those who don't know gambling, you have to pay two hundred and twenty five bucks just to win hundred. Right. For example, the Indi- the Blue Jays and the Red Sox are playing, and the Blue Jays are minus one hundred twenty five. The tight the unnamed teams playing the Rangers, they're minus one hundred ten. We're the the Astros are two twenty five to win a hundred against us
1: tonight. How about that? That's crazy. I saw yesterday the Rangers lost a doubleheader to the Blue Jays. What was it? Five nothing in the first game and ten nothing in the second game. That Texas <sighs> team. That Texas team is toilet. They are horrible outside yep. of Garcia and Gallo. They've got nothing. Um, all right, Tuesday Tristan McKenzie against uh, the rookie Luis Garcia, also a twenty four year old right hander. And then Wednesday, uh, Eli Morgan against Lance McCullers. So that that'll that'll be a little daunting in Houston. And they got Michael Brantley healthy and Altuve. They don't. Bregman's not back yet. Um, Then Thursday through Sunday, the Rays come to uh, uh, Progressive uh, Cal Quantrill on Thursday against your boy uh, Josh Fleming. We see four
0: member of ten percent capacity. We,
1: We see four lefties in a row. The Rays have all lefty starters except Waka, and Waka pitches Wednesday, so we miss Waka, but we see Josh Fleming on Thursday against Quantrill, Rich Hill on Friday again against Pleissack, Mejia Saturday if he doesn't wet his pants tonight against Ryan Yarborough, and then Sunday would be McKenzie against Shane McClanahan. So the the, the Rays pitching is so bizarre how they do it. You know, like, none of these guys yeah. go very long in the ga- far in the games. Maybe Yarborough does. But other than that, you know, even Rich Hill, when he was throwing those lollipops against us a couple of weeks ago, um, he only went like three or four innings. So, but it's four lefties all in a row um, four, for the race. Four,
0: four lefties all in a row, and Jordan Luplo's still injured.
1: So I know. It would, it, would have been, it would have been Luplo mania. All right, so uh, you'll be there on Thursday and Sunday, huh?
0: Yes, Thursday and Sunday. I will be in the house. Hopefully, uh, it won't be sweltering heat on Sunday afternoon.
1: Hot enough out there for you? All right. What about that
0: barometric pressure?
1: That's right. All right. Thanks to uh, everybody for listening and uh, joining in uh, today at WaitingForNextYear.com. dot com. Always, uh, Craig and, and his crew do a great job. To our executive producer Jeremy, who always comes up with great pod material and uh, and uh, some photos. Uh, thanks to the uh, Center for Advanced Dentistry and also BreakingTea.com. dot Todd, get some wins this week. Let's uh, let's let's let's. Uh, I enjoy winning. I'm in such a better mood. It's a uh, it's, like night and day. It's great.
0: Let's get, ca- let's capitalize on some of this momentum.
1: That's right. All right. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks everybody.